Well, okay, I know that's um, that's I think how I should start is just by using the introduction. So, um, what I'm going to do the following program is drop you by. So well, you got some. Uh, um, it's about you. I didn't get that memo. Then again, uh, how long does it take for Shade to respawn? Is it like gonna be a minute thing, or is it one of like those stupid gotcha games? Can I like throw some gems at him and he'd be fine, or what's the dealio there? Strangely heroic with blood coming out of my chest, but Ammo, this is your moment. He is distracted. Why don't you suplex him over into the symbol? All right. That was kind of cool. Hey, yeah, I was practicing, man. Uh, the thing in your chest, all right? Oh no, no, I'm gonna die in like an hour. Oh, okay. I mean, if you have the time, uh, I I would advise going to the doctor. But yeah, you, know, you know you better. <laughs> I guess you're right. The show must go on. 
I guess uh, just find maybe like a tube sock and plug up the hole until then. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm down to clown. Ah, there you go. Yeah, you got it, you got it. Pull out the pool just a little bit. Yeah, you got it, you got it. And the news guy, you know, stabbed you, then he did the villain laugh and, you know, declared some villainous things and, uh, then, yeah, like, uh, Yeah, you know, it goes. Yeah. Ah, 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 yeah, you do a good impression. You should, you know, you should use that in a demo reel or something. Yeah, there you go. Nothing like that. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Ah, uh, true. Well, hey, we got fifty-eight minutes to do something with it. <laughs> motorcycle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Now, if only I had the wherewithal to, you know, think in a forward line, I could do something with my life. Well, hey, you know, uh, missed opportunities, I guess. I did get the suplex him, though, so that was pretty sweet. <sighs> I know, right? The, it was such a spectacular display, and he just disintegrated upon impact like a cloud of blood and gore and viscera. It was so cool. Yeah, with the slow motion and the 3D x-rays and so sick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess that would be a good thing to do, you know, especially for people that have no idea what the hell's going on, so...
And I'm also still alive, projected for longer than a moment, but who's to say? Ammo. Hey, you know, got to astral projectorize sometimes. It helps keep you, you know, just got an eye on the entire, you know, scheme of things. It helps. Recently, I actually got into the business of starting to do uh, small animation commissions, and that's been fun. Um, I've created two icons so far, as well as uh, a currently in the work project, and made a good, you know, cool hundred dollars at the moment. So hey, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, animated yes, animated yes, and you know they are open to anyone who is uh, interested. And uh, you know, I don't have all the time in the world, but I'd be happy to hear from any potential customers. Um, outside of that, I started back at college again. This is going to be my final semester, so you know I got all the last-minute things I'm going into, and so far it's good. Although there was a little bit of a snafu with my schedule, or not my schedule, my credit hour count. I went to uh, talk with uh, the advisor lady, and uh, I have everything I need on paper. However, I you know, am one credit hour short of both my, you know, you know, yeah, I'm one credit hour short, you know, of graduation, or I was, I should say, because I am doing it, I was doing a major minor, however, in my minor, you know, one of the classes that I had was transferred from another school, and at the college that I go to now, it's a four credit hour class, but over there, it was a three a credit hour class, so... What did I do? Right, yes. Which I wish somebody told me before I did all that, but whatever. 
So what I did was I just dropped a minor. And now I'm perfectly hunky-dory as long as I pass all my classes this semester. But it really doesn't. Yeah. And uh, what's great about all this is that I'm currently taking a graduate-level course for the minor that I had. You know, a advanced social statistics, which is already fun in itself. But now I don't even get the uh, pleasure of getting the minor out of it. It's just being used to get credit hours. <laughs> uh, fun times. I'm never going to use it ever again in my life. But hey, at least I can say, hey, I did advanced social statistics. Multiple aggressions with my bitch. Uh, multiple regressions. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's been pretty chill. Been pretty chill. How about you? Well, it. Exactly. You know, a, yeah, yeah, it's on fire, but the, it's a sunny day outside, so let's just enjoy and relax. We'll figure out a living situation later. Uh, yes, my feet may be fine, my hair, hair may be on fire, but the in-between parts are a-okay. Obviously. a sort of, you know, relaxation and that kind of fatalistic attitude. You know, just knowing that you don't have to deal with it afterwards. It's all good. Yeah, burn it! Burn it to the ground! Multiple regression. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, for someone who's had to work with that, it is definitely a very naughty word, and I don't want to hear it again. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I am, I guess. Mmm, <laughs> yeah, so regal, so choice. That's <laughs> quite... Naughty, 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 loadings. When you have for a after the Okay. Uh, eat your fiber, kids. I mean, I don't have the game, but I would love to. Uh, I guess you're right. Oh, well, c'est la vie. C'est la morte. Ah. Uh. There you go. Yeah, that doesn't have to be permanent. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, it comes to a point where you know death and life have no intrinsic meaning, and you just be like, yeah, they'll come back later. And then you bring out the uh, you know tater tots and the Minecraft, and it'll be a grand time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What? Thank you. 
Hey, that's awesome. And that was an incredible episode. I would have to say, you know, I can't, it's definitely, you know, one of the best episodes that season, the best of the episodes season. And yeah, for everything that you mentioned, I can see why that would be that important. And I, I think that's awesome, honestly. So yeah, way to go, dude. for me you know also in season one it, I, it's going to be the first episode that I ever saw live on air 
Now, up to this point, I have watched every single episode beginning with Friendship is Magic up to this one. But this was the first one that I got to like actually tune in on a stream and watch as it came along, as well as all the you know commercials that happened that became instantly mimetic, like the Gyro Bowl and everything. And that would have... <laughs> you remember the Gyro Bowl, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, I never got one myself. And then to this day, I only Derpy is one that was able to turn it over. Yeah. Cause she, she could do that. Yeah. But, uh, that episode would have to be Stairmaster. And the episode itself was a great episode. I enjoyed it immensely. I think at the time, we only had this, like the small amount of episodes to really compare it to. So, if some people liked it, some people didn't. It kind of like landed on the middle of the lists. But it's one of those things that has instant nostalgia for me. And it's a fun episode because you got, you know, the CMC back in their youthful days when they were, you know, just wee bamboo children that have not learned the importance of friendship and camaraderie and cutie mark having inishness. Um, and they're just sleeping over as, you know, Fluttershies and causing a big old ruckus. And we get this. You know, wonderful little song starting with Fluttershy. Hush now, quiet now, it's time to lay your And then Sweetie Bell's just like, Hush now, quiet now, it's time to lay your sleepy hands. It's just like, Ow! Uh, <laughs> I just stole the show. And, you know, then they, they go off into the woods and looking for a cockawa, a cock thingy, cockatrice. Cockawet now. Um. Any excuse to say caca to me, but anyways. Uh, yeah, basically. It was just a good, fun episode. I, if I had to pick anything as a favorite, I wouldn't say this is like a favorite on top of my list for any special reason. Like, it's a great, it's a fun episode. Got great humor, especially when Twilight got turned into stone and Fluttershy's just like, oh, don't, okay, I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. It's just like, Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was just, it's such a charming little piece, but it's so important to me because it marked like the first of many times when I'm going to be sitting there in front of this computer or the TV and just watching it live as it happens and, you know, seeing it for my very own eyes. Exactly. I mean, you could definitely argue that it began before when I watched all the other 16 episodes that happened before it, but, you know. Exactly. And this is the very first bloom, you could say. My apple bloom. Yeah, I gotta tell you something embarrassing. For the longest time, I thought Apple Bloom's name was like one single word, and I've always written it as that for the longest time until I learned. Oh. Okay, that makes me feel a lot better. And Big Mac is Big Mac. Big Mac. 
<laughs> yes. I remember when that episode came out, I was the first one, at least that I know of, to take her head in a beaker and put it on beaker from uh, the Muppets. And I got all the internet clout for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. All right. Well, this one, it comes from season four. And... This one is mainly because it's just so awesome, and that would be the episode Pinky Pride. And, like, that episode was so great in itself with Pinky, you know, emotional journey from understanding that there are better, you know, there are ponies that do what she does, and they can even do it better, and, like... She's having that emotional struggle of dealing with, okay, maybe I don't need to do this anymore. And it's like, no, I will do it. I will prove that I am. But then at the end, be like, oh, well, you know, I guess there's room for us all and it shouldn't be this competition. But the real reason why I chose this is because it has Weird Al in it. It has Weird Al in it. And I know other episodes in front, you know, since then have had Weird Al, but it's just so great to see somebody that I appreciated when I was a kid come into the show that I love. You know, I, the very first concert I ever went to was a Weird Al concert in Pueblo, Colorado at the State Fair, and it blew my freaking mind because he was so amazing. And just, it was one of my first, uh, like, moments of seeing somebody that I idolize in flesh, in real, realize oh my god they aren't just some sort of fabricated imagination but like they're actually there and they use the opportunity to make songs through the whole episode you know we got we got pinky's great songs you know i can't remember all the names but just they were excellent but that 
pony polka in the middle when they're having that comp, you know, competition, which is basically a weird owl polka with like all the, you know, little bits and pieces, including when he's saying her song from before and it's just like, Hey, that's my song. It's just like, Oh, I loved it. It was just, uh, so, so cool and so special. And I'm glad that he got to be a part of pony history as well as I guess, you know, part of the pony future, having the child of Pinkie Pie is just, okay, I'm, I'm down with that. (laughs) Exactly. Like if, if I had to choose someone other than me to have somebody yaff with, it would be weird. Al, he deserves it. (laughs) In, In a way. Anyways, (laughs) all right, Tegan. Thank you very much. Thank you, I think, because I also had a moment from the top, but because since we were ready to take the moment, but basically, we can't everything with that. I would like to take some other moment. So, I'm thinking that moment of my lifelong history. Will some random weirdo walk into the supermarket and ask for a breakfast box? That's the weirdest person here. What episode was that? It. <laughs> you know, to this day, I I call it bread with sauce thanks to that moment. Well, you know, it's bread with sauce. It's, you know... Are you asking for serious? Because I know the answer, but I don't want to ruin the joke. Oh, there's it's cinnamon rolls with the icing. Yes. Yes. It's like a sugary sauce. (laughs) It's it's enough. That's why it's so funny. It's like the last thing you would think of outside of like just plain ass bread. Well, if it had a happy ending, it would have some different sauce, but it would be sauce nonetheless. All right, so let's see. I would say that another moment for me that was really, you know, quite awesome. And this was actually something that I was a little bit hesitant about, along with like a lot of other people. 
is uh, the Nightmare Night episode, particularly with the reintroduction of Luna. Because, you know, before that, I remember this very distinctly. Before that, a lot of people were just like, well, where's Luna? She was in the first two episodes, but now she's not. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And she's got a little paper hat and a little wooden sword. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Luna Luna Eclipse. It, what? It's, everyone was so freaked out about you know what she was going to be like, especially before then. They released like the design that she was going to have, and she was bigger, and she was more colorful, and she suddenly had like that flowy hair that Celestia does. Whereas our first introduction, she had this kind of like cute like light blue hue to her hair, and it's just like oh, so much is changing. Oh God. Yeah, is she gonna be like Fluttershy 2.0, be all shy and moe weeaboo? Oh, I did you. And, you know. And then, <laughs> and then the episode starts and we get this kind of like cool Halloween thing <laughs> going. And she, all of a sudden, the lightning just parts the clouds and you see riding on this chariot with, you know, bat ponies, which honestly, one of the biggest flaws of this entire show is that we never got bat ponies again since that episode. Is but but that's beside the point. She comes in and she steps out, takes off her hood, and then like immediately, immediately just completely destroys everyone's like ex- expectations for the character with citizens of Ponyville. With her royal canterlot voice just booming and throwing people off. And from then on out, just seeing her be awkward and trying to, you know, frustratingly, you know, do things and having this kind of like separation of time between where she was and when uh, here she is now. It, it, it immediately made me fall in love with the character. And everyone, you know, was just on board with Team Luna since then. So, and she stayed that awesome every time since then. And it's just like, that episode was great. And the episode itself was just fun. It was a good time with a good message. And we got to see tons of cute costumes. What's not to love? What was that? Daring don't or something? Oh, read it and weep. Read it and weep. I watched it on the boat, and I remember falling asleep, 
with daring do you're welcome all right so i was trying to think of something you know in the later uh, seasons just because we seem to be kind of pulling around the first few seasons which is fine and i'm definitely going to go back there but uh you know one of my favorite episodes uh from let's see I'm trying to remember if it was this season or last season but, uh, oh, it was definitely this season. And that was the one where Starlight Glimmer and, uh, Trixie have to figure out who the new counselor is. And I love that episode because, you know, it, it was so relatable to me because I've been there. I've been there so many times with people that I like as friends, but they shouldn't be anywhere near my profession. Or anyone else's profession without some training. But they just think, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, just let me, yeah, we're, we're just going through the formalities, okay? You know, but you, you got me, right? It's just like, no, you gotta actually do your goddamn job. And it was just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was just, it was, it was a validating episode for me because I've been there and I felt Starlight's pain and struggle dealing with that. And I think they handled it pretty well because, you know, Trixie didn't get the vice head mayor job because she didn't deserve it. And I'm glad that she didn't, you know, not because I want Trixie to fail because I want her to, you know, I want her to grow as a person. So to see her, Yo, be, yo, come to terms with that and become the counselor, yo, pony. That was cool. And, you know, to this day, oh, uh, what was the plant's name? What was the plant's name? There was a plant, it had a name. <laughs> yes. Well, to this day, I hope Phyllis, Phyllis, if you hear us from the great beyond, let, I know that I was watching and I care for you. And, you know, I know Starlight loves you. You know, it's just. Yay! Oh, thank God! Oh, oh man! Woo! 
Hey, you know, it works for me. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to choose something from a more recent season, you know, to kind of spread things out a bit. But anyways, I'm I'm ready. There's so many episodes, it's hard to keep track. Yep. True actual lesbian romance on screen for all the world to see. Cinema Nuts, the uh, true lesbian snack of choice. <laughs> okay, so my next uh, choice is a two-parter episode, and uh, it's on my top, you know, episode lists, you know, of all time for the show. So it's it's important, and that would be the Crystal Empire episodes because I've I've already just you know talked about it many times. Just for a quick rehash, I think what they did with the atmosphere, with the lore building, and with the you know, just ever presence, just danger that Sombra presented, you know, to the Crystal Empire and to our ponies was just so much better than anything they've done with any big name villains since then, in my opinion. You know, just because it really felt like they were racing against time and that they were, you know, completely outmatched and they just, they had to get to this goal line before it was completely stripped of them. So to me, it felt like the stakes were high. The environments and this world building was just immensely well done. The characterization, this, you know, of our main characters, but as well as the crystal ponies, because, you know, they're dealing with this trauma, with this like, inability to remember things and you know there's this delicate balance of you know making sure that they're okay but at the same time trying to save stuff because oh crap we don't actually have the real crystal heart we thought that was just sort of a metaphor which you know in the show you know is totally believable and it's just like it, it you know it's my little pony so you know everything's gonna be okay at the end but for a small moment yeah I, for a small moment you're not sure it's just like oh crap what's going on Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Oh, shit. I mean, um, well, I guess, I guess it happens, but, uh, hey, I'll, I'll live on in your name, Shades. How about that? Sorry. Uh, anyways, that's all I really had to say, because I've already talked about this episode of death, so, there. Oh. 
Uh, it's all right. Like I said, I've already talked about this episode tons of times, so it's not a biggie. Yeah, so, um, my next favorite moment of the show is uh, also going back to season one, because, like, your first in season one, because it wasn't, it wasn't season three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, season one has a moment of a little episode uh, called Winter uh, Wrap-Up, and there's a moment when they... And I Stuck in my head now. <laughs> Oh, yes, that was my favorite. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that butt shot. Mm. No, that butt shot will live in glorious fame within the Baroni community. So, let's see here. My next choice is an episode that I absolutely adore and you absolutely hate. And I do not care. Well, that's fine. Exactly. Well, I'm not talking about that episode. I... Fair enough. But my my next choice is episode 100, Slice of Life. That episode was so great. I mean, from beginning to end, it just went freaking wild. And it pulled out all the stops, and it was just, you know, it was that self-aware meta kind of crazy crap that you can only get away with once every 100 episodes because if you do it all the time like god you know it's gonna ruin the moment but for episode 100 just it's from the very beginning uh, we get to see derby and doctor who's and liar and bon bon doing their crazy stuff with the you know spy thing and you know their best friends which uh, by the way Best friends definitely grow into true romance towards the end. I love the happily married couple. But uh, we get Stephen Magnus back, and he's got the name Stephen Magnus. He, so it's like YouTube named a character, and like, you know, Octavia, Vinyl Scratch, they got to have their crazy music. 
show down sort of thing. And it's just like, there's so much in there. And, oh, it's just, it, it, it's, it's on replay in my mind because it's just like a pure rush of serotonin every single frame. And then like Gummy's deep philosophical existential monologue inside of this small frame of time. You know, while everything is going to heck in a hamster and yeah, I don't know, it's, it's, it is pure, unadulterated pony junk food with no nutritional value other than to say, hey, you made it this far. You deserve something. Go for it. <laughs> I, I, I like somebody likes it because this episode obviously has a talk of Democrat. I just need to read to the point of having the episode in the first place and anybody who's not a whole from is not going to really get this very much. I, I, I think I have found criticism of it, but I think oh, yeah. you know, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to say like this. this well, you know, I'm just, you know, spicing up your hyperbole from the first time we talked about this episode. Because I do remember it got under your skin a little bit. Yeah, it was something along those lines. Okay. All right. I get you, fam. I get you. Anyways. Sounds. Okay. Uh, my favorite moment, uh, or one of them rather, my favorite moment is one of them is uh, the scene she gets a freaking food mark. <laughs> right on, that's a good one. And the worst part of this great moment, the best moment, is that the food mark himself looks very dumb. Um, but the point of them getting them, the confusion of that art that went on for so many seasons, and the way that the, the sister figures responded to them, and the way they responded to each other, um, the way it all came full circle with the uh, Diamond Sierra, and also the letters that it killed the film. Just a great moment in a really long time. Yeah! Uh, Oh, no, no, no. I think you said it well, you know, well, 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 good. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so my penultimate favorite moment had to be, honestly, Hurricane Fluttershy, because that was, you know, for the longest time, my favorite episode, because it had my favorite pony, Fluttershy, in a very real understanding episode, and I love the way they approached it, where she is... You know, trying her best to get better through via montage to build up the strength and speed for the wing power to create that tornado to send water up into, uh, clouds or to Cloudsdale. Yeah. Um, 
but it still wasn't good enough. And for me, I love the message there where, yeah, you didn't get strong enough to do exactly what you wanted, but you still got better. And then towards the end of the episode where all the ponies had the feather flu and they didn't have enough. And they even with Flutters, you know, they... Oh, well, the internet is always right. So, yeah, they were totally yapping, which, to be fair, that is a very valid reason to, you know, shirk your duties. Exactly, yeah. You know, get a good yap and they'll understand. But, but... <laughs> ah, curse you, Thunderlane. But, uh, anywho... Even with Fluttershy's, you know, wing power, they still wouldn't have the projected amount to, you know, get the water up to Cloudsdale. But she still went in anyways. She still gave her best, even though, you know, on paper it wasn't enough. But it, she pushed her hardest and was able to pull out all the stuff, and it was enough. And it was such a beautiful way to tell the episode. And it was, just, you really felt for Fluttershy. You felt for Rainbow Dash. Up to this point, you know, was still kind of like on people's like sour side here and there, you know, for how she treated others. But she showed genuine growth here and how she treated Fluttershy. You know, at first, just like, you know, suck it up. And then she like pulled back. It's just like, hey, you know, we just need, you know, need your help here. Everyone's got to do it. It was really good on her part, too, especially great on Fluttershy's part. It was just a fantastic episode. And yeah. Oh, I like you too. Because that's done. 
never died. You were going to be expected to get money thinking this way. A lot of us were afraid that we didn't get the valid conclusion to come up with the episode, and there was every reason to fear that season three would be the last that we got to know that episode. In fact, they were making it after all episodes, and the assumption that they were the last episode. When the episode happened, I was like, "Oh, good, we can pick up the food." It meant so much to me. I thought, "Like, okay, the world can burn now. Now, if I get stabbed by a kalimba, which is what fancy people call a punk, then I'll have this." Right on, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great episode. And your episode is not, uh, it, it influences my ultimate episode, my number one moments. And it's one that I've talked to before, about before, but it has to be, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, do princesses dream a magic sheep? Yeah, well, I had not. I'm not being surprising here today because along with all the CMC, you know, episodes, including Sleepless in Ponyville, but also Apple Bloom's one about her anxiety and Sweetie Bell's about being shown up by her sister, you know, all those episodes tie in because in those episodes, we see a side of Luna that, you know, prior to Sleepless in Ponyville, we didn't know was going to be a thing where she actually comes into dreams and, you know, helps use the fears and troubles and doubts that these, you know, ponies have to kind of guide them to be better in themselves, you know, and it feels, it felt so real. And it's just like, it made you wonder how much of that is coming from Luna's own personal pain and experience, because that felt like something that was some, that was deep cut in herself. That she had to deal with herself. And I remember in Sleepless in Ponyville, that very first dream when, you know, Scooloo is running away and we first see Luna change back. And, you know, it's just like, Luna, what's going on? And just like, oh, well, you gotta, you know, face your fears and all that. And she was flying towards the moon. She looks up at the moon and that moment spoke words, you know, thousands of words to me about how she's approaching this. She's using her own, you know, past her own, you know, pain, her own like experience. And what do princesses of dream of magic sheep show is that that all, you know, comes back to her. This was her, you know, in a way, episode similar to that where she now has to deal with her own problems that are so much bigger right now because she suffered so much from then where she still has all these kind of like uh what's the word i'm looking for basically code like almost a kind of a codependency to help you know, others at the sacrifice of herself because she's done so much wrong with Nightmare Moon and being trapped up in the moon. She's got real trauma. So seeing this Tantibus, you know, wreak havoc and she's trying to hold it back in for dear life but can't is so heartbreaking because I see so much in myself in her. 
And then when all the ponies are around her trying to do their best to help, and the Tantibus is still trying to get out to the world, and we see Twilight and Luna have that final moment. It's just like, you know, do you trust that we trust you? Do we believe that we believe in you? And Luna finally is just like, okay. She let it go. The Tantibus, you know, was no longer a threat, and she was able to finally sleep in peace. And for me, that's just, oh, it was so genuine, so beautiful, and you know, something that I wish for myself as well as for anyone else who's been in situations like that, you know, where they have such deep trauma that drives them to do good things here and there, but also is destructing them and in turn destruct, you know, causing damage to the real world around them. Because, you know, if your pain is so much that it's hurting you, your loved ones are going to see that too. And they're going to obviously want to help you. But if you keep pushing them away, well, how can they help you? It's just like, yeah, it's just, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you. And it really wouldn't have been any other choice. This That one was special to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, although it does make me hungry.
an answer for this, but I guarantee you it's not going to be for any reason that you could think of. But, uh, I've been thinking about this. No? No, no, no. Seriously. You're not going to guess this. Well, you're going to, you may guess the character, but you wouldn't guess the reason. But, but, uh, waiting on this, and just thinking about it, you know, I was trying to go through Who's been very influential in my life? Who's been somebody that I've continued to look towards? And one answer kept kind of popping up but in an unusual way. And it's gonna it's gonna require me to explain some things. But uh my answer for waifu of the lifetime is gonna be Noel Holiday from Delta Room. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Now, I guess, you know, I, I know you're bleeding out and you're going to die any second now. But if you had to take any guess, what? why would you think I choose her? No. Uh, I mean, I understand your logic, but no. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so uh, a lot of it start, you know, this started about, I would say, December of last year. That was when I really started uh, chipping away at that very first YouTube video with Noel that I did, the chalk Deltarune story, where uh, she is presenting a piece of chalk to... Uh, Susie and, you know, shenanigans happen. And, you know, at the end, they, you know, learn to really like each other and it sends off. And it's just like throughout that entire process, I really, really enjoyed drawing her. It was a lot of fun, way more fun than my videos previous, which I I did have fun with. Like, I'm not going to say that it was a terrible time because it wasn't. It was fun. But that particular one felt so good to me. And after that, you know, I tried going into a different direction. I even, like, started chipping away at a Night in the Woods video. It was going to be a music video using a Broadway thing for, from a 
I forget what the name of the show was, but it was like an old one. But as I was working on it, I just wasn't feeling it. It was a little annoying, a little choppy. Like, I, I just didn't have the drive that I did. So I kind of, like, gathered myself, and I was just like, hmm, okay, what do I really want to do? And one thing kept coming into my mind. I wanted to draw Noel. So I was just like, okay. I sidelined that, and, uh, you know, I chipped away at a different video, and I explained that you know, I want to work more on this animatic thing. And I kind of just chose her to be my avatar from then on, where, you know, it's me, me, but using her as a figure, as an outline. And it was great. It was fun. I got that feeling back again. And it was just like, oh, this is excellent. And it just, it kind of just started morphing into something else where it was not only something that I really liked, but something that I didn't expect to happen. Like, it felt like I was starting to see kind of bits and pieces of me come through this art through this, you know, animation that I was making through, you know, where I intensely enjoyed making these character expressions, drawing these different features. And part of me was like, not only just drawing her, using her as an avatar, but I felt like I was drawing myself in a way. And I was greeted with this feeling each time of like seeing someone that I haven't seen for a while. Somebody that I used to love and care about, but hadn't seen in a while, like visiting an old friend or somebody like that. And it, that brought up a whole slew of different questions for me. Just like, wait, why am I getting so wrapped up in this? Why am I getting so in tune, you know, so personally with this? And I was talking with some friends, you know, some people that, you know, are confidants of mine. And it caused me to kind of like do deep reflections of who I am, who I wish to be. And strangely enough, it was starting to make a lot more sense, not of not only of what was recently happening, but what has happened in the past, not only like year, you know, like maybe a year or so ago, but going way back, like 10, 20 some odd years, just moments in my life that suddenly start making a lot more sense. And it's something that I just, you know, it, it was such a big thing that I just had to like kind of step back and be like, is this really what I want to explore right now? And, you know, I gave it some time. This is actually something I've been thinking about since like three, four, well, not more like five months ago. But uh, I deeply resonated with Noel in a sense that I wanted to be her or be like her. And not only just, you know, as a character, but like in totality, like I wanted to be basically not Ammo the guy, but Ammo the female deer. The, yo, and I'm looking at my other characters and it's just like, did I choose them because I'm attracted to them or was there something in them that I'd like to see in myself? And it's just like over time. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess, I guess that makes a lot more sense now. So in an odd way, in a roundabout way, I'm going to say I have recently discovered that I am in fact gender fluid.
And I have resonated with these female characters because I just wanted to be like them. And I have to say that Noel was my first like egg breaking points where I really understood that, oh, this is what this has been happening. Because I've had moments where I was just like, that's weird. I mean, I'm a guy, but still, that's not exactly the worst thing to think about, right? But this was just like, mm, no, this is not this is not being a guy, not in totality, at least. Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. 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 And I feel that so much of that has been the latter for me, at least recently. So, yeah. Though the butt is still very important. I do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Sorry. The former. Former is what I meant. I apologize. Yes. Well, you know. Well, are you bleeding out your butt, though? Oh. Oh. Well, sorry. I was I was reflecting deeply upon my gender identity. I I forgot you were hurt, you know, mortally wounded for a second. I apologize. Anywho, so yeah, and you know, like I said, this is something that's been going through my mind for months now. I just didn't bring it up here, not not because you know I trust you, Shade. Obviously, I trust you, but I didn't trust myself in a way because like. I've been so used to, like, fads. Like, hey, I'm totally into this now, and only for it to be, like, a month later, I'm like, eh, I'm done. But, so I was, part of me was kind of worried, is this going to be one of those things where I just think that I'm, like, yo, a girl now, and it's just not going to pan out? And I, like, I didn't want to commit to anything, you know, for that just to happen and be like, okay, false alarm, never mind. But honestly, those feelings have never really died down. And, you know, I say gender fluid because it does fluctuate. You know, I do feel very girly a lot of times, especially when talking about my favorite characters or when I wear something nice, my makeup, skirt, whatever. But, uh, you know, there's still moments where, you know, I do feel either like a guy or where I don't feel any sort of like traditional gender and I feel just like a blob. Those are usually days when I'm like, tired as hell and i don't want to think about anything and nothing really makes sense anyway so it's just whatever but yeah it's just it it has some fluctuation and it's often most of the time just kind of like omnipresent like there's multiple aspects of both going on at the same time and it's just like that's kind of cool and i've been you know experimenting with that on some of my other social groups where you know i don't have to speak for an audience such as this and it's felt so nice. It's felt so nice to be referred to as she, her, or, you know, when I want to, he, him, or, you know, I- I've never done the they, them. I'm not against it, but I do like the idea of she, her quite a bit. Um, and so, yeah. So I choose Noelle as my waifu of the laifu because she really is part of my identity now. For the fact that she's let me see so much of myself that I didn't know was there before. So, yeah, well, 
and the teachers and jokes about the birds or something in the segment. But I'm so glad that it's not that. Um, so this is just, this is really a little bit of relation to it. I'm a more personal note relating this back. Even just like monumental, as you just said, but um, I totally have when I get really into something or uh, identify with something really not much into everything, all in contacting, the moment I lose interest, I see this profound sadness. It's like the sadness of the realization, oh, I'm no longer in this, into this show that much, or I'm not into this game anymore, oh, I beat this game now, it's over. Like, the, the satisfaction of completing something is never as profound for me as the sadness of losing it. So, you know, uh, I can understand the fear of actually committing to something, accepting something, uh, as big as that, because, you know, there's no guarantee that you don't get guaranteed in your personal journey of self-discovery. And when you make peace with that, you can fully, like, just fully allow to enjoy and experience and discover these parts of yourself. You know, if you have to let yourself be, let yourself be open to them, even if there's a sense that 50 years from now you decide that or not. That doesn't take away anything of that journey right now. It doesn't take any less than now. Even if you get divorced, you get divorced with Noel like 10 years from now, but I feel that's allowed. Real forever. Ah, well, I I just hope that you know if that does happen that we part part ways peacefully and you know ultimately better for it. But I don't imagine that's going to change anytime soon. Okay, just imagine the freaking wedding ceremony music, okay? Yay! All right. Yes. Okay, very good. Um, you know we have a We do? As long as I can pay the bills or my estate, I'll just really put it. I'm just being a liar. I'm just a part of the case. Now I regret it. 
I think that's the time to carry for this moment. Oh well, say la vie or say la mierda or whatever, that's a sense of the world. Okay, say la vie or say la mierda. Anyway, don't start up with our website for a no start on Twitter. Going forward, that Twitter will become for me very weird because I can't really tell why ghosts are still going to post this between pictures there. Um, also, it's going to be the place where I will notify you all or rebuttal if I'm not just something crazy somewhere with a new line of work and you professional answers or something. Oh, sweet, for that matter. <laughs> whatever kind of animal business it is. <laughs> you all be notified there, or the website is going to be a little more like this, or whatever. It's going to be obviously good because if you're not going to have any episodes, that's just how that is. And SoundCloud knows Spark, I'm not sure for how much longer. That phone will be actually there. Um, but episodes will continue to exist somewhere, somehow. On the website, knowingsport.net, that I may be focused. More important than the SoundCloud. Much more important. Forget about the SoundCloud. Forget about iTunes. Whatever. Who needs to see these when there's no new shit? I'll listen to this master post. I don't know if I have enough. It'll be a great time, and I promise I won't make any remarks about the rotting flesh smell. I don't know what happened. I'm still 
use my phone now. I'm not sure if it's, comp- if it's a good idea for me to just call you in. Uh, are you are you go right now? Um. The way that kind of works, at least for me, is that they're just sort of both present. I'll let you know if that changes. I'll do he, him, or she, her, whatever you want. Okay. At the moment, I uh, start uh, doing an offense in my last dying breath. Literally. <laughs> I want to do the first thing at all. In the middle of the evening, you have to go up the road and try to go I do the wrong phone at the wrong time. It's actually annoying me a bit. I want to know. I want to know. Some good times. never done this kind of thing before so it does feel a little weird ah <laughs> uh, yeah but hey you know it's your life you know I'm not gonna judge yeah and your death I give a lot of love to Hannah because she was an absolute doll every time that she was here and she still is, you know, and uh, she's still a doll. Ah! Yes. You know, in a way, we're all voodoo dolls except for ourselves. Like, if you prick me with a pin, I would feel pain there. So it's just like... But also... I know, right? (laughs) 
And also got to give love to get your noodles wet. For without uh, noodles, we would not have bread with sauce and Romanian mafias, you know, at our banks. I know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Sarf was there with us in the beginning. Thank you so much, Shade, for taking the blow for Sarf. I'm sure he really appreciates it. <laughs> well, he's not here. I got to thank him. <laughs> Still love you. Uh, did we mention Apex? I love you, Apex. It's a call out. <laughs> oh, well, we'll do both.
if you have been anyway, you will have a dream to come to in the future be a good thing. Um, to think about being the experts there on the thing for the last time. Yeah, I think that one. So, Luna loves that us. They say, lovely orchestra instrumental music. One can also play some different sports every week. So, that is lovely. I will also have to update my last final button that I suppose. The PDL site, I don't know if I'll be able to log in. I will have to update them. We have some conversations. <laughs> so, for the past five years, I think it's still part of the line of the interesting. Wow. Don't continue in the way you thought it would. No. Man, it just shows just shows you how much we have done, how much people, how many people have been in our lives, and just how much overall crazy shenanigans has happened here and you know i wonder that if you're in your afterlife you'll be able to look back on all this that you'll realize that maybe i forgot what i was talking about anyways i love you i love you shade So my YouTube channel is Screaming Guy, you know, and you'll notice the giant Noel picture and you know images and banner and stuff like that. And uh, my Twitter is at Screaming Guy One because Screaming Guy was taken. So Screaming Guy One, that's number one. I didn't check. Yeah, I just went with number one because I'm number one. Me. Yes, it'd be a great song. Yes, yes. So it's like screaming and then guy. Yeah, it's all it's all one word, and only the S is capitalized. 
penalties, and there's also a one after it. Yep. Yes, Patreon and Ko-Fi. You can find me on both those things. And if you like, I think it. I think it's supposed to be coffee because they always do the puns. You know, buy them a coffee, whatnot. But whenever I see K-O and then apostrophe F-I, I can't help but say Ko-Fi. That's just the way it's. I've always said it. But I think it's supposed to be coffee. Oh no, it's a dash. It's a dash. Yes, we've gone through so many jokes, so many funny things that brought joy into our lives and we've driven them into the ground. So many things that I forgot halfway through and just sort of half-assed. Ninjas on the mountain. I'm still fighting them to this day. Bye. Have a beautiful time and a beautiful life. And wherever you are, just do the best you can and love the people in your lives, unless they suck. Ah. Beautiful chimes. There goes Shade. Bye, Shade. We loved you. We still love our past tense since. Ah. I remember him well. Now I'm just sort of standing here talking to myself, realizing how utterly alone I feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs>